It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows. On the podcast network, it's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know, however, is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is about a couple of blocks down. What would you say, Samantha, from Napoleon Avenue? Uh, yes. You were the last person who just where, got... Uh, it's a long I, I way live. from your house. Where do you live? <laughs> I actually live right outside of the quarters, so I uh, walk to all my gigs. You walk to all your gigs. This is Samantha Pearl we're listening to, who is a New Orleans musician, I suppose would be the most succinct description. Yes. Correct. Uh, full-time musician here in New Orleans. Um, I am originally from California. You're originally but, uh, from Venice Beach, California. Yes. I've never seen that sentence in my life, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's from Venice Beach, California and left to come to New Orleans. The only two weird places perhaps in America left. Yes, that's very true. I think that's why I was attracted to this place. I can imagine it's kind of like staying at home. It kind of is like a home away from home. It is. So <laughs> we can find your music all over the place, right? You can steal it off of the internet and everything. Yes. And so you play live here around the... You've got the most amazing voice. Oh, if, thank if you. people listening to this or watching this on Facebook haven't seen or heard you yet, they're in for a treat. Morgan Malthrop, do you know Samantha Pearl? I do now. I mean, we met 10 minutes ago. We're best friends now. Yeah. Okay, that's good. What are you planning to do for the rest of your lives? Uh, well, we're going back to Venice Beach as quickly as possible. <laughs> Getting the hell out of here. Well, it's good to see you. Morgan's been on the show a couple of times before. In fact, twice, I think. This is your third appearance. This is my third appearance. Or second reappearance. It might be my... If you were Jesus. It might be... No, yeah, it's my second reappearance. <laughs> Is that how we would put it? It's the trilogy. Yeah. yeah. It's well, the last one. So we do a prologue. You look younger than last time. I, what happened yeah, well, to you? Well, it's the Botox. It's the Botox. It's because he went back to Venice Beach. Went back to Venice Beach. And then he decided to, like, visit yeah. around Westwood. There's a lot of interesting <laughs> things to tell you about Morgan that he probably won't tell you. So I'll tell oh. you one good thing, and then we'll, I'll introduce you to, to Aaron Casey Hangartner as well. Yes, thank you. What would you like to know about Morgan? One thing. When you think about modeling? Oh, God. Talking modeling. to this. That's my favorite story. Okay, so he's done a lot of great that things. But yeah. my favorite story about you is that, that Morgan was a Giorgio Armani model, which you think, okay, that's pretty amazing, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, but wait till I you hear the actual whole story. Model. Yeah, cool. but he's not just a Giorgio Armani model. He was Giorgio Armani, not the label, but the person. Giorgio Armani's personal model. Isn't that a great story? It was Yves Saint Laurent, but we'll go with Giorgio Armani. Oh. No, but by the, I did do, no, I did an Armani show, but it was Yves Saint Laurent that you, we did Yves that Saint Laurent suit I model. was his fit model, is what they call that. No, How about, about that? The, I, I, back then, I had the perfect dimensions. You know. How much oh different gosh. did you look? Uh, well, I mean, I guess about 30 years younger. I don't know, 25, whatever. But were you slimmer or taller or what? Uh, probably about six pounds lighter. That's all. Yeah. You've only put on six pounds. Well, you know, it's a it's a it's a <laughs> roving six. Because Aaron, you've put on a lot more than that, right? You've put on a lot more than six pounds, right? Oh, sweet Jesus! Did you just say that? No. <laughs> well, you said it before, so I didn't. Yes. I didn't want you to not yes. bring it up. For anyone watching live, this is where I wear this a bracelet. Is where you, this is where you. This is where you curse. <laughs> so, you don't yeah. Yeah. so you don't notice how much weight I've gained. <laughs> is that true though? All you need to do is wear bracelets, and people don't notice how much weight you've gained. Because I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, no, it really does work. Okay. What so do they really say? Well, your bracelets are awesome. Well, because everybody focuses here, and then that's why I wear a ripped jeans. So you're either looking at my bracelets or my torn up knees. Uh, really? Now, how and much? And I need to obviously. You don't look. I mean, uh, you don't look like you're overweight to me. How much weight do you think you've put on? Since when? I don't know, since you described yourself as someone who has to <laughs> deflect attention from their weight. Let me just say that I, I think if I ever met Oprah, she and I could be total besties. Right. Because a, a I lot have of people gone think that, though. way up and way down. Ah, really? So, yeah. Well, how much have you put on? What was the maximum? I didn't sign not, up for not this Not how much shit, did you man. weigh, but how much, <laughs> how much, what's the maximum amount of extra weight you put on? Oh, probably 30 pounds. That's not that bad. Oh, dear God, yeah, it No, is. it's not, is it? Samantha, come on. Uh, hey, if it's yeah. muscle, who cares? Oh, honey, it was <laughs> not muscle. <laughs> People get very exercised about how much they weigh. I mean, 30 pounds extra is not all that much, is it? It's actually just, I think it's more uncomfortable than anything. Is it? I mean, I don't, obviously I'm overweight now. In the now, summertime, but it, can, it can get that way. Yeah. What if you lost 30 pounds, Grant? Think about it that way. Yeah, okay. 
What, what, what's a good way to think about well, it? That's how you're thinking about it. Well, no, here's right? the thing. Carrie, like, go into the produce section, right, and then pick up bags of potatoes and pick up 30 pounds of potatoes. Carry that around with you. Yeah, so that's, that's what you're schlepping day yeah. in and day out. Well, that's a lot of extra that's weight. That's a lot of starch, yeah. yeah. But, but I then mean, try, what, try also wearing, you know, five-inch spiked heels with that. So. Yeah. So but, that's really what it's like. Yes. So when you lose 30 pounds, it's like you can put down a 30-pound bag of potatoes and you feel well. Kind of, sort of, but not really. Hmm. But okay. you do feel better. Samantha, what do you do you for feel exercise? Um, I, will, I, asked, I used to do ballet when I was in college, and I started doing hip-hop when I was a kid. And um, so now I do a lot of, like, interval training. Um, I work out every day. I actually went to the gym before I came here. Okay. <laughs> so interval training is a good thing. I just discovered that myself. That's a great idea. You don't have to do anything except for a minute. <laughs> yeah, to, like, yeah, that's kick exactly. Ass for a minute, and then you can take like five minutes off. Is that is that what you do? I do a lot of yoga too, but yeah, I like I do Are everything. Are you mindful? Do you get into the mindfulness of things? Oh, I totally love the mindfulness of things. If I hear that word another from you guys, it's <laughs> well, you brought it up. I'm, Why from, I'm from Venice Beach. And I have yeah. an excuse. Yeah, I'm, I'm so tired of that word now. I'm just I got what, tired of it. What made you think of it even? Just because you're sick of hearing it? <laughs> Meditation, yoga, those kinds of things, kombucha. Kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> what is mindfulness in your opinion, Morgan? I don't know. Never had it. What it, well, Samantha, what is it exactly? Mindfulness? Yeah. I think it's being centered with yourself and finding balance. Um, and when you're balanced with yourself and you feel whole, that's a perfect thing. For instance, like music and painting does that for me. Um, music brings me love and painting brings me peace. See, my point exactly. <laughs> Mind you, well, that's safe. Yeah. Well, I don't think anything's wrong with either peace or love, do you? Not at all. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Nothing at all is funny. That is my yin and yang, though, in my heart, for sure. But, what, <laughs> but mindfulness does not involve, I mean, there's nothing to do with your mind when you're talking about peace or love. It's the opposite. It's more of your soul, I think. At well, least that's the way I kind of see it. Mindfulness yeah. has a kind of, it's kind of a blending of the brain and the heart and the soul it's all whatever together. whatever your journey is. It's being is. in tune. <laughs> Whatever your journey is right for your mindfulness. Yeah, that's your all. journey, your deaf leopard, whatever. Well, what about being the be your best self? Right, or in the moment. We're in right. the moment right now. So you're very cynical and jaded about I'm all totally this. totally cynical. <laughs> I'm a writer. What can I tell you? Really? Well, what are you writing? Uh, I'm writing my first novel, which makes me extremely cynical right now. But uh, well, that's, I've that's a lot of work, right? Seven right. books. You've written seven books. Seven books. So... Really, it means that every book that I've written, I come on the show every other right, book. Right. Well, the last time you were on this show, you were working on something to do with Alexander the Great. Right, which I'm still working on. But I've, since then, I, I did I've done two fiction books since then. One of them is, has been turned into a cookbook, which is great. I don't cook, which is interesting. But Someone else turned your novel into a... Well, no, it wasn't a novel. It was, it was, it was nonfiction, sorry. Uh, what was it? It's, it's, it's called Creole, of course, and mm. it's the story oh, right, of right, New right, Orleans... Right. Right. food through different epics. Oh, that's and they put in, you know, this is great when it's you like put... It's like the history of our cuisine here. Right, and so I did the history Good part. Thinking. A chef put in the, um, the the recipes and then, you know, kind of looks like I did the recipes. I didn't. So the detail yeah. and technical stuff. It's so it doesn't say written like by that. you and somebody else? No, no. I got the money. Are you serious? <laughs> the chef who gave you the recipes doesn't get a credit? They didn't... You could go to hell for that. I, well, or might. court. I mean, they're better that way because somebody, you know, who actually knows what they're doing put the recipes in there. Yeah, but wouldn't that person want to get a credit? I mean, wouldn't it look better if it was... They didn't, didn't sign who the is contract it? that way. I'm yeah, because really? that person needed a good He's lawyer. probably watching they're this gone. right now. Is this is somebody... Like, yeah. yeah. No, this is her favorite show, actually. <laughs> I can't believe you would rip someone off like that. That's I'm not ripping anybody off. I'm not publishing it. Someone else is publishing it. It's all off okay. my shoulders, my friend. So okay. the other one Call is. me next time. I can represent you. Yeah, right. You're an attorney. <laughs> are you a, right. a creative? Are you do, create, do you do creative law? I do. I've done some, but mostly I'm a business litigator. There you go. So, But, I mean, you really have to be creative there as well. I mean, I know what you're talking about. But, you know, if you're a litigator, you've got to be creative. You've got to be able to think on your feet. You've got to be able if anything, to really tell a story. Sure. Um, so I love being in court. Started out as a prosecutor at the time at Graham. Um, That's our producer, Graham DuPont. So, yeah. Is this your lawyer, Graham? Uh, no, Graham DuPont is no. not my lawyer. Graham oh, DuPont is our <laughs> producer. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's confusing. I don't know. Yeah. Graham, Graham. Yeah. That's Graham, Graham and Graham. Graham. I, know I don't even drink anymore. Confusing. Graham female. Yeah. Yeah, you should probably Graham put some vodka in there. You'd probably it do is. better. It is. It's pure vodka, actually. Oh, that's nice. nice. Yeah, that's a I lot. It's not. It's not. So, um, 
you have your own law firm, though, right? So I you do. can represent whoever you want. Correct. So Correct. what does business litigation refer to? People who have a business? Usually, um, different businesses, corporations, um, kind of small, medium, and large. We also represent individuals, but you know, there are things that we don't do, like we don't do divorce, we don't do bankruptcy, we don't do um, like intellectual property. There are things that you just don't stray into unless you really right. know. If not, you're what I call walking malpractice. <laughs> so, so what do you do? So what kind of people come to you, um, typically? People who own businesses, people who own... Um, Real estate a little bit. Um, we represent some public entities. So this is all sort of clean stuff. You don't have crimes or criminals or... You're no, not, you're not I don't court. do any criminal defense. I actually started off as a prosecutor in Orleans Parish. That's how I met Graham. Mm. So right. I was never able to kind of cross over that fence and be a defense attorney because I, I just couldn't. Like, I couldn't... I could never imagine cross-examining one of my police officers. Because, you know, in New Orleans, everybody's mine, right? Boo, bay. And so you were a, you were in the DA's office mm -hmm. as what as an attorney as an attorney as a prosecutor as a prosecuting attorney yeah for how long I was there for I was actually a law clerk in Strike Force for about three three plus years right uh, was it during the Strike. scandal years oh it I'm sorry all the years are scandal Stri years <laughs> Strike Force what is that it was a violent offender Strike Force at the time and then um, I graduated force. from law school and then went to juvenile. Down. And then went Write to the trials down. division. Right. I understand him in my next oh, wow. novel, Violent and, Offenders yeah. Strike Force. I know. Force. What, what, we have to stop right there. What is the Violent Offenders Strike Force? Violent Offenders Strike Force actually was still in place when I left. I was transferred into the Violent Offenders Strike Force. You were a member of the Violent Offenders Strike Force? Correct. Can you just say that as a sentence? I was, I was a member of the Violent Offenders Strike Force. Wow, nice, So you got right? the, you got the really a... nasty things. You got the files that were really large and had been overlooked for a long time, or... Well, um, I have to interrupt you again. What the hell is the Violent Offenders Strike Force? It's, it was the um, unit within the DA's office where uh, the older files or the more complex files were kind of funneled up. So you were, for lack of a better term, you were a specialty prosecutor. So I did a good number of cases that involved, unfortunately, small children. Um, so you what for sense? Most, yeah, we're getting that, dark now. So what in sense yeah, is that so unfortunate? People who small children who were criminals or small children who got <laughs> who got beaten up by violent no. offenders. I mean, wow, we could really go to the sad place here. In juvenile, <laughs> I, I, there were the children who were unfortunately in within the system that were violent. Um, so you're prosecuting I, children? That was when I was in juvenile. But that's, it, it's a different level of prosecution, you're not an alcoholic or a drug will. addict. You were, well, who said I was? You were Joke. prosecuting children. Are you serious? Is that a No, no, no. I was, when I was in juvenile court, I prosecuted children. But it's a different level of prosecution. So what you were really trying to do is get these kids into what then was called a FINS program, which is a family in need of services. Oh, this is great. So Fins. it was more of you weren't prosecuting. You were trying to intervene at a very early level. That's a nice way of And... Well, and, and, and it's unfortunately the, the saddest thing um, about juvenile court is you see these young kids who, especially the ones who um, are kind of caught into um, or have been arrested for a sexual offense. And how, then you look at the familial... We, how old are we talking about? Like five or something? No, 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 no. O older than that. I would say anywhere between um, 10 to maybe 15. But then you look at the family history, and they, too, have been a victim of sexual violence or family violence. Well. So it's this vicious, horrible cycle so that some, repeats itself. Some kid has been a victim of sexual violence before the age of 10 and has already perpetrated. Usually you think of that, that's an excuse, not an excuse. That's a mm. reason for someone later in life to say, I'm a violent offender because I had a terrible childhood. Well, the not sad during thing your is actual you childhood. Yeah, well, the sad thing is um, there were a number of kids little kids, that I saw in juvenile court who were given probation, and I, I'm not saying that that was wrong. It was, it was the fair thing to do at the time. We really tried to get them help, um, put them in the FINS program. But then I saw a number of them when I was in, like I call big court, um, and was in the trials division, and they showed up there for a murder, a rape. So it's... Um, so it didn't work, the FINS program, in other words. It does work, but not all the time, unfortunately. What percentage of kids does it work on? I honestly don't know that static. Uh, mm. that static. The, um, I don't know. Statistic. Statistic. can find that out for us, probably. Yeah. But Jesus it was, Christ, it was what a heartbreaking. Yeah, that must have been horrible. Three years of that. 
Well, the juvenile part was only the very beginning. It's once I kind of, once I got into big court, as I call it, Tulane Broad, then it was more of, it was all adults. Um, but it was, I did a lot of rapes, murders, um, more higher level offenses kind of as I progressed. So you're prosecuting these people, you're not defending people. You're I was, prosecuting I was people a prosecutor, and that's how I know Graham, because we were assigned right. to the she same was a, section of court, she was in and the she defense. was a defense, correct. So you became friends with Graham? Correct. She was a defense. She was defending rapists, and you were prosecuting them. Um, interesting, was, interesting way to meet somebody. Well, yeah. you have to be friendly well, at court. I guess everyone has to get along. That's the That's justice right. system for you. I mean, you might get Judge <laughs> Judy. So you know. Have you been arrested, Morgan? Ever? Never. I'm so lucky not you got to away have been. Because there's been stuff. plenty of times I know. Yeah. To tell you. Yeah. And Samantha, you're living in the quarter. Yes. And you lived <laughs> on Venice Beach, which is the home. You could of, get arrested for living yeah. in the quarter. <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know. People like me in the quarter. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody I feel knows like. you. You're right. So. Hey, so, <laughs> well, I have to make you play something. So yeah. That people definitely. can get a listen to what you sound like, so we can continue the conversation after that. So you have a beautiful red guitar here. I see. Yes. Is there a story behind that? It looks really amazing. Yes, I actually got it at Bywater Music over in the Bywater. Um, I've had such an issue with buying guitars here in New Orleans, and I finally found one that I just ran into, and. She is, uh, I named her Passion, and she's going to be touring in Germany with me this summer. Love it. You're going on the road to Germany. Yeah, I'm playing in like five different cities, and then I'm also going to be playing with some friends in the Netherlands. Oh, wow. But I'm recording a record um, that I'm going to be releasing before I leave in July, Um, and I'm going to be doing my tour solo. Um, I've played all over this country by myself, and I'm ready to try to do that in another country. Yes. But I'm going to come you, back home, though. How did you put that? You, you are, you're not leaving us forever. Just home for a, New Orleans sure. or yeah, home the United States of America? Home as New Orleans. Okay. As Good. long as New Orleans is here, I'm going to be this. coming back here. But um, I would not mind trying to extend to see how much I could build my own freedom as an artist by uh, seeing what I have to do to get an artist visa in Germany. Because I know mm. you do have to save about like eight grand in American dollars and have a residency Are over you there. Serious? You have to show up with eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand American dollars, but like uh, mm. I'm not at that point yet. But I want to see if I, for going for a month to Europe by myself, if I would actually want to um, invest in doing that, which I kind of want to do just to see if I could do it. What about at Kickstarter? We could, yeah. we could we'll raise eight thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. Don't you think? We could do like <laughs> eight of these shows ought to yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, we could get you a thousand bucks. Really? You think? Like another drink? No uh, if you guys did that, I'd get you guys a record. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. actually putting my next... No, I'm doing just, a... Just mention us in your record. Where did you get this number of $8,000 from? Uh, because other people have told me you've gotten uh, I wonder artist if it's visas true just because someone tells you that, though. Well, I'll tell you when I get back. How about you just put me back on the show when I come back right from up. Germany? Okay, That's we can do that. Enough. Okay, like so that. what about uh, the microphone placement here with this situation? Yeah, and they got We have to be able to... Should we move this mic over to the... On the floor or something? It's in the sing-along, right? Not your one, this one. It's not a sing-along. Yes, you can sing along. Okay. What are you going to do? Um, I think for the first one, I'm going to do I'd Rather Go Blind by Eddie James, and then I'll play you guys an original after. That's going to be on my next record that I'm recording here in New Orleans, which will be more of my jazz uh, stuff that I do, because I play soul blues and jazz. And I am diving in, in different parts of the city because there's, it's like a melting pot of music here in culture. Well, you've totally lost that California accent, that's for sure. Yeah. Have you noticed that, Morgan? I did. Yeah, no, I mean, this is the best. It's a great city for musicians, so glad you're here. Okay. That sounds good. Priscilla's texting you. Oh, God. By the way. You look beautiful. Oh, she can see you. You do you look can beautiful. See me. See? That's good. I'm so glad you I You do look gorgeous. Turn it up a little more, actually. Hey, can you Sorry. turn it up a little more? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that sounds good. Okay. Something told me it was over when I saw you and that girl talking. 
something deep down in my soul said cry girl when I saw you and that girl no walking out no would rather rather go blind boy than to see you walk away from me child so you see, I love you so much And I don't know what you leave me, baby No And most of all I just don't want to be free, no I was just I was just just staggering, isn't it, Morgan? It's rocking. I mean, <laughs> New York City. Oh, really? You think so? I think so. What about New York City? I just said it. You were I just played <laughs> in New York before. I've street performed, and I made like $400 and took a bus back to Virginia. And so there is your $8,000 waiting for you right there. I, mean, I make a lot answer. here, though, too, though, but as you, an artist. You play, I play on the street. I play on the street and I'm playing gigs. I have no shame because I, I got put in a Southern Comfort commercial street performing. Right. Hey, share your yeah. music wherever you can. I've gotten, I've actually gotten three commercials since I've played on the street. Uh, and this has been all over the country. So when people look at me and be like, why are you playing on the street? I'm like, I don't know. Why do you only rely on playing in bars? Because as an artist, you know, it's like a survival tool. But as a musician, you're like a hired, you, you're like a hired gun. So it's like the leadership and being like a sideman is different. So when you learn to do both, as an artist, you like know how to build like your own life for yourself. And I think that's exactly right. Uh, absolutely. I have a lot of friends who struggle with that because they've been sidemen their whole lives. So when I was younger, I'm really blessed for the fact that I started touring at a very young age. Mm -hmm. But I've also, I grew up very, uh, I started going to college when I was like 15 because uh, I took art classes outside of school and then I did homeschool. And I graduated about six months earlier than I was supposed to because uh, I liked working. And I was like, wow, you can really make this much money at my age? This is crazy. <laughs> and then uh, I was playing my guitar constantly. And so when I wasn't at school, I was like, hey, I'm just going to turn in my work because I don't want to put in the hours here because I've got other things I need to do. And they were literally, they were like, fine. Because <laughs> they knew it wasn't going to be any other way for me to graduate. Right. So I just like, uh, and now too, when I come back from Germany, I am taking some more classes 
uh, when I go back to college, but I'm doing it in a way of how I'm gracefully learning as I'm growing. So why do you, when want, I, why do you want to go back to college? To, um, to I go back what? briefly in parts of my life because uh, it's been kind of like a pattern of my growth as an artist. Um, because there's always extensions and goals that I'm reaching for myself once I reach new ones. So after I travel a country, like traveling a country by myself, I want to see what I could do up here if I'm going to be here. Mm -hmm. So it's like I want to grow up here as much as I do as I spread my music everywhere. There aren't many people who are real musicians like you, though. Thank you. Can you can actually <laughs> play the guitar. Ah, oh, thanks. I mean, with feeling and technically correct and and interesting choices about what you're playing. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're a real musician. Thank you. And another thing, too, is street performing is the moment I started. I started at Santa Monica Promenade in California. Um, Third Street? Yeah, yeah, Third Street. Sea Rocks from out So I, my place is the Crepe Place. If you go, I go every year, at least for a month, and I play in front of the Crepe Place, and it's the only spot I'll play. And uh, it's great, though, because I learned from street performing. I'm like, man, you can practice in your room by yourself all you want, but you can also practice outside. And so I created this habit through doing it, like, second nature now. So I'm like, I'm getting paid to practice because America's not paying me enough to be a musician. So, so that's why I just, like... You regard it as performing on the street as practice, as rehearsal. No, of yeah, course. I also, I mean, it makes total sense. It's yeah. like, it's the I write all my music on the street, too. I didn't write that one, but I practiced that one on the street. And it you're seems right. like you're also exposing people to your music who normally, you know, may not be in a particular bar or somewhere. Yeah, if no one's gonna, if no one's gonna promote your stuff, the only person that is going to is yourself. So it's like you could be the artist that gets signed, but then you're gambling so much of your career with it just plateauing the moment you do. Because I've had offers, and the thing is, I just never liked how people approached me about it because they either and don't fall through, they're not serious enough, or. They expect something else out of me as a female, so I just, uh, I have my standards, and so if there's somebody who's wanting to trail, like, kind of be like, make me be like, hey, are you, like, going to record my record? Because I'm, like, just thinking to myself, I could just play in the street and make enough money to, and that's what exactly I did for this record on Mardi Gras Day. Yeah. So. Or they want you to play what they want. In other words, they want to dictate your career and direct your career, and, yeah. I mean, I think you're wise beyond your years. Thank you. So, you know, going in and doing what you want to do and really charting your own course yeah. and going forward on your own path is just, it's, it's huge. Well, what do uh, you want to do? Do you have a plan or are you just sort of winging it day by day? No, I have a plan. I think, to What's be honest, everyone tells me I think too far ahead. But okay. the reason why you I do that is... You can never think far <laughs> enough ahead, honey. But, uh, what's, so, the, what's the overall plan then? What's the end So goal? just to, to create extensions of what I'm doing so it's more if I explore arts and music you know, I do want to become more educated with what I'm doing. And um, I could see myself as I grow older to, like, even being in my older years, a part of my life being, like, some kind of professor that can, like, teach, like, music and art therapy. I do teach children creative writing. Um, and they also do Skype lessons with me from different states in the country. Uh, okay. So Are you still using Skype? Yeah, I use Skype for guitar lessons. I can't uh, seem to get Skype lessons. to work anymore. Do you really? Yeah, I do. You teach guitar on Skype? Yeah, I have a great student, actually, in Virginia, and she's like a little mini-me. She looks like is homeschooled, and she's like, all right, I'm ready, and she's like so strong, and she's okay, awesome. Okay, so give us a lesson. What do, you, what do you teach? How do you teach people to play like you? Well, for me, it's the way how I teach is I try to pull their creativity out because I get students who want to learn covers. And they right. go, so what do you want to sing about? So it's more about pulling something out of here them to put it onto here and then I teach them like brief chord progressions like uh, some jazz chord progressions that I've learned in my early years so like and I've wrote written songs out of those too okay this is a one five two six can you play uh, some of that behind me while I talk about some commercial products here for sure. for one minute okay perfect and we'll come back and then we're gonna talk about Okay. Getting sober in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, How about that for a subject? Yeah, we do. Hey, Happy Hour Today is brought to us by Basics Swim and Gym. We can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. You can get yourself a bikini, a one-piece, a cover-up. In fact, everything you need for beach and poolside is at Basics Swim and Gym, which is right next to Basics, underneath the lingerie store on Magazine Street, right by Jefferson Avenue in Uptown. This sounds so nice. Also, thank you to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you go to the Hangover Destroyer website, it's hdestroyer.com, and you write the words happy hour in the coupon code, you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer, so you too can seize the dawn. 
And thank you to Louisiana Legs, who make workout and yoga clothes with designs that incorporate photographic art, like Mardi Gras beads, boiled crawfish, wrought iron in France, and caves in China. What are you trying to do there, Aaron? Um, yoga. Oh, yoga. You can find Louisiana Legs on Facebook and Instagram, and you can buy Louisiana Legs on Etsy. And if you'd like to support this show, Happy Hour, go to patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour. You can give us as little as $1 a month, and for that, you get to be on the show. <laughs> How about that? How much are you paying to be on here today? Oh, God, I paid no, a lot more than a dollar. dollars I paid $8,000. <laughs> Just so to get into the country. You could have given it to her. Right. She could have gone to Germany. And you wasted $8,000 on this, where you could have gone to patreon.com and spent only as little as $1 a month, and you two could be on the show, and you can hawk anything you want on here. It's a pretty good deal, actually. Hey, Samantha Pearl, that was beautiful. Thanks very much. Yeah. There you go. I love that. And you just did a commercial. So easy, thing. isn't That's it? It makes it look gig. so easy. Look at Graham DePonte, our producer, looking very elegant over she here. She does look amazing. Okay, so I, I, I did one for a debt consulting commercial, and it was the funniest thing in the world. You, Which one? I did it for a debt consulting commercial. Debt? I made a commercial for it. It was a mother that was really frustrated. She couldn't buy her daughter, like, toys and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... It was like, when I see you later today, like it was like, and I did one for an electric wheelchair that's like... The hover around thing? No, zinger, the zinger chair. How did it go? Can you do that one? The zinger chair will take you there. The zinger chair will take you just about anywhere. The zinger chair will take you there. I think it's a metaphor. <laughs> I would like to get a zinger chair. I, I feel what like are they? Everyone has commercial? a zinger chair, whether it's illegal or whatever. The is commercial the is these two, that couple riding into the sunset onto a dock on a beach with their zinger chairs. Better than the right idiots into the in the water two bathtubs. How does it? How does, yeah, the, the two bathtubs from Cialis. I know, I can understand that. Oh, my God. Get it, it in the same bathtub if you're right. going to do so, it. Like, right. So you take the little pill, whatever color it is, and you're in separate bathtubs. Hello, do you wonder why it's not working? You know what? What? Why do we all remember it, though? Because it's god-awful. But, but here's that's the thing. I don't working. think anybody remembers the brand. The brand is Cialis. Yeah, totally Cialis. Yeah. Oh, well, Men remember this. Uh, let me, let me go. Oh, totally Cialis. Is, is there anything that we'd like to share at this point? Oh, well, I mean, you use it when you don't have to. <laughs> you want to try it? I mean, yeah, why not? Four, you get an erection for four hours. No, four is, that's it. Isn't no, that what it says? It apparently, says you call the doctor if it's, it's longer than that. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. heard, yeah, I mean, the doctor's like, yeah, Maybe the give last me a call person. if it's, a, if it's <laughs> longer. I think he's a frequent flyer in the ER. <laughs> oh, here comes Tent Boy again. <laughs> but the good thing yeah. is we all remember oh, that Seattle's commercial, and I've never heard of Zinger chairs even. Have you? Have you well, heard it's of in before? 16 different countries. There wow. you go. There you go. I and he, like, lived in Richmond, Virginia, and his, like, his uh, warehouse where they like build a lot of them in the states was like an hour from there. Wow! So it was random. He's like, "How did you get hooked up with Zinger?" Um, I was playing on the street in Richmond, Virginia, in Carytown, and he goes, "Hey, do you want to do you want to like write me a little jingle?" And I was like, "This guy's full of it." Whatever. Right. Then I called him, and he's like, "Hey, just pick up. I'll give you a deposit today. Just uh, just send me over a rough recording of it." And then wow. I went over to his place, and he gave me half the pay then, and then he gave me the rest of it when I finished it. So he was like legit, and he was also like getting into real estate. So he was like rebuilding a house right off of that Cary Cary Street, which is like the famous little area in Richmond. Was he single as well? <laughs> he had a dog. <laughs> Did he take Cialis? Not sure. Yeah, that sounds like a sort of a great Did story. Did you? Bathtubs. Yeah, but I'd like I'm very sure smart with knowing when to like actually invest, like yeah, to right. see if like I, I'm running into some trouble there. Yeah. So. What, are the, what percentage of times does this not pan out? That's a good story, but have there been others that haven't panned out? Is All the time, and I usually just brush it off. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I can tell when someone's serious about investing in me. It's like they go, hey, I've got some, like, recording stuff, and they, like, tip me with a business card instead of tipping me with, like, 50 or 100 bucks. Like, there's a difference between right. how people talk and show their actions because actions speak louder when it comes to, like, wanting to have an introduction of business and the way how people approach me. So there are people that I will take the time to uh, to actually get to know even when I'm playing and I'm out like kind of working. Mm -hmm. um, but I do draw the line because I could just tell when I'm just wasting my time. Right, you can tell that pretty quick. <laughs> have you ever thought about being an artist manager, Aaron? I, I, I have now. Yeah. Yes. I can I'll, I'll see. be giving her my card. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, next, I don't have don't give card. To 50 We're going yeah, to give her 50 bucks. Okay, I have a card. card. <laughs> there has to be a Whitney around here somewhere, so, you know. <laughs> have you really, have you thought about being, I mean, you'd be a great manager. Have you got a manager? 
No, so I don't. And I'm at the point where I need one because I do yeah. everything myself. And I do a I'd lot. I'd absolutely love to be. I'd, I'd be honored to. I think that. you'd be good. Erin, I tell you, I have no reason. I don't know you at all. But well, thanks. That's really but sweet. You're the kind of person I am trying to get into the festivals, that's for sure. Um, I have... I. For the past five years, I came here with just my acoustic guitar and 10 bucks in my pocket and one night paid at a hotel. And when I got to the quarter, this is my story of my first time ever being here, not knowing a single person. You don't even person. need a publicist. This is a so great story. So I had story. two bucks left to put in my case because I spent $8 on the cab ride from where I was staying at. And literally, I made 160 bucks within the first two hours playing right by Hard Rock Cafe Sweet. on Bourbon Street. And after that... Um, I like went to bars and I was like, all right, I'm looking for a gig. Like I went in with my guitar, like a suitcase. You got balls, and girl. <laughs> where were you staying when you first? Where did you come from? Uh, Venice Beach. I got um, a one-way ticket. You after... got a one-way ticket to New Orleans from from Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, and I did. I traveled uh, for a whole year, like doing my own thing. And I played in D.C., in Virginia, in New York. But I got to see the country in a different way from not being a sideman because I have. I've played in five different countries with other uh, like female rock bands before, and I just say still the satisfaction from doing your own thing is just, it's so much more fulfilling. It doesn't matter how hard it is for me. It literally is just way more worth it. Very I completely understand that one. Yeah. Okay, listen to what Morgan's up to right now. Yeah. If you're looking for a challenge. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> this is the right most now. challenging thing. This is one of the funniest things I've read in a long time. Okay. You and your company called Sober Leans. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I go into places like Wayfair and I... Check this out. I mean, and I say, you know, we help them look at their menus and their offerings to make sure that people who are trying to, who are in recovery basically um, have options. Right. Because a lot of times people who, um, if they're alcoholics or, and they're trying to go to a restaurant with friends or whatever, they feel very much like there's nothing there for them. And they, you know, they want to go out. They want to have a good time with their friends. And so a place like this has really a, a great uh, option. So this is a niche wow. market. Or this is people who are in recovery from alcohol and drug addiction. No, it's not just a niche market. It's an enormous market. Actually. Is it? Yeah. And we have a lot of restaurants. They, People, don't, they don't care about it so much in New Orleans. It's big in Los Angeles. It's big in New, uh, New York, et cetera. I saw you trying actually, to... They all kind of came down here. So we're starting to focus on it a lot more here. And So you're launching this here, but you're going to do this in other places? Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's, sober it, LA, that would make a lot more yeah, sense. Yeah, we, we bought all the names for a, a lot you? of these. So it's, you bought it's sober the consulting LA, aspect of this is enormous because... Uh, People don't know how to deal with people in recovery. They get right. afraid of it. They think they don't want to have a good time. But uh, if they come into a commander's palace, and um, and they are, and, and commander's palace already knows that this group is from Silver Orleans or whatever, then they will be able to. Um, uh, commander's palace will be able to say, "Oh, you know, here are your options. You know, we have a milk punch for you. Blah 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 blah. blah. You know, we, we you know we have our calibre, right. and today we have our special turtle soup, a la uh, non-alcoholic sherry or whatever." You know? I mean, and how are you making any money out of that? Uh, you know, uh, it's a consulting fee. It's a consulting business. Okay. So there are different levels of consulting depending on whether they want to take a smaller bite or a larger bite in that situation. So is it aimed at mostly people who are already living in New Orleans who are looking, to, who are in recovery and are going, want to go out to like to it's, a bar to happy hour? Yeah, it, like it, you sitting here having a glass of water. So yeah, I mean, people. Uh, New Orleans is a city full of an amazing things to do, and there's this opinion among people that are in recovery. There's nothing to do here, which is absolutely asinine. There's so many things to do here. It's it's well, amazing. Everything here is Every, related to alcohol. Well, it's not true. Okay. Everything here is related it to is food true. and Let's history. Take a vote. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the total pud right now because I looked across to him when we first sat down and I was like, oh, is that vodka? And he's like, no, water. And I was like, come on, get a drink. <laughs> I'm so sorry now. I feel horrible. <laughs> no, you hear that you know, all the time. Why, if you're why would people, yeah, I, I just why wouldn't I want you to have assumed. a good time? You see, that's the whole thing. And, and that's the other part of it is, is helping people understand that we, you know, people that are in recovery don't care about what you're doing in any way shape or yeah. form it doesn't have anything to do with you know we want you to have a good time because you don't have a problem oh yeah you know what yeah. i mean so. i just i, I mean i <laughs> to each I, their I, was, own. I, I like wish there was kind of a road mark not a road marker but something that would let me know not to like make a total ass out of myself and well, if you could wear, or if you could wear like a yellow I come in here in, in, in all the time and, and I, I would feel more uncomfortable if you didn't Actually, that actually makes me feel much better. You know what I'm it's saying? Like and that's what people don't understand: thing. is that 
it's not about, you know, it's about whatever. Yeah, it's like I cho I'm choosing not to, you know, to abstain. That doesn't have anything to do with anyone else's stuff. And, and a lot of people, you know, they need to understand that. It makes them... Well, but you're well, saying, Erin, it makes you feel yeah. uncomfortable that someone's not drinking. Oh, no, no, no. No, not at all. I have a number of friends who do not drink, who have been through recovery, are still in recovery. You know, as they say, it's always one day at a time. It's just I kind of felt stupid because, you know, I've never met him before, right? And I sit down and, and the first like thing I alcoholic. said is, where's your drink, right? <laughs> Raging alcohol. And then as I'm flagging the waitress down, like, well, you know, you? I need another <laughs> vodka <laughs> tonic. Well, you do. This is the quintessential reason why it's important to you know have this kind of show because then that just happened if it didn't happen we wouldn't have a conversation about it, it happens in life all of the time when people don't know how to handle those types of situations yeah. acceptance of individuality and so what you know the truth of the matter is you talk about it and you say oh well you know and then you get over it it's not a big deal if you make it a big deal for people then it makes them uncomfortable so okay so can i ask you a question sure sure so like, obviously, my takeaway from this is once you make the comment and you go, yeah, it's just water, I need to shut my mouth. Um, <laughs> no, you, you can... No, 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 no. But it, it's... And again, I, I totally... I mean, I admire you um, to be able to say no and, like, done. Um, but I'm just thinking, like... Uh, I don't even know how to put this. Um, I guess my takeaway from this is... Say, ask the question once and then get the clue, which clearly I missed. No, not at all. Absolutely not. I, I, I think you did. There's no wrong way to do anything in these situations. This is a social situation. Um, you but, know, the but, truth of the matter is this. Many people who are in, who uh, drink, they drink because they want to feel more comfortable in a social situation. So you take that away from somebody and, and they're in recovery. And so now me, the person who's not drinking has to uh, be in a situation where everyone else is able to do that and I can't anymore. So the more you ask those questions, the higher up it gets to the anxiety of the other person has a little more anxiety okay, with regard right. to that. I'm just going to make everybody feel better right now. Graham's <laughs> There you go. Our <laughs> exactly. has her own hip flask. So, bar, you and can we get wonder drink, why Graham and, and I are friends. The, the, don't even the more you're drink. She drinks out her See, flask. And the more you're relaxed about it, the better it is for everybody, because who cares? Right, right, exactly. How do you want to make you feel bad? And that's, that's the problem. The thing. But that's what's the problem to me like, here. Exactly. You know, I feel like you may have winced at some point. Like, why doesn't she just shut up and not? No, I think you are being hypersensitive about it. You've had too much to drink. <laughs> oh God! No, God. <laughs> that's like that's one hilarious. and a half. I'm going to have a vodka well, right now. I'm, I'm going to fall off the wagon I'm an on this. Experience this, professional. This is a honey. very difficult <laughs> city. <laughs> this is a very difficult city to not yeah, drink. Yeah, seriously. This, don't you think? No, as a musician, I've seen. I promised myself that I wouldn't move here unless if I could deal with living in the chaos. And the chaos here of the nonstop energy is what kind of grounds me to where I, I go to the gym every day instead of like drink every day. Right. So it's like it's a little different. But I, I do see. This is yeah. This is do both. You every know, you once can in go a while. to the gym and have a drink. It's totally fine. Yeah. Especially yeah. New Orleans Athletic Club has a has a bar. Has a bar. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. my That's God. the only <laughs> reason I joined. <laughs> I paid like five hundred dollars a year for like one visit. So you can go to the bar. <laughs> yeah. But oh, I had the ultra. Uh, I had the locker. That was like the ultimate locker. It was like the biggest one, and all my little stuff packed in there. And have you I ever taken your kids down to the ballpark here at the Carrollton and Boosters, and where they play these little kids play? Softball and baseball and even soccer, there's a bar there for the parents. I'm procreationally well, challenged, yeah. so I have needs as a nephew. And, and I have I have, that. I have needs right now because my book, the real project I'm working on, that's that's um, that's due this week, uh, actually this tomorrow. Week? Holy shit! Tomorrow, and I've got 290 well, of these, but the last good that are for you. Taking an hour off and hanging it's out. With us. Exactly. Yeah. Let me tell you, 300 reasons to love New Orleans. It's being published for the tricentennial. Get it? 300 reasons yes. to love New Orleans. One love for it. each year. One for each year, and so I'm at 290 now, and I'm asking you guys on this show to wow. give me the last 10, well, and we're gonna put them in the book. So first of all, I'd like to talk to my attorney about that. Are we allowed to do that? You got He's got it. Because baby. the last oh, person he no. did this deal with got no credit whatsoever. Praline Bacon. Praline Bacon. Thomas says Praline in there, but Praline Bacon. Praline Bacon. Okay. Good. All right. Go, baby. Does go. Thomas get a uh, an acknowledgement? No, absolutely not. <laughs> nope. This is a tough. <laughs> Tough negotiation. Can't you help us, Aaron? Okay, what's another? You've got 290. 
I have two Samantha nine. Samantha must you, have one a of mine is decorating in, in all seasons, no matter what the season is. Like we'll decorate That's for anything. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, I would have to say the the convenience of 24 hour of like being able to get food 24 hours a day, like Different at restaurants. Food. Like to go into a restaurant at Very four in the morning. Very much. Because you're a musician. Where, where else yes. is it? Where else do you go? <laughs> Maybe like, like I go to 13 or Turtle Bay or I go to just like places that are open till like 4 in the morning. Places that I can go to after I play a gig and get out at like 2 in the morning. So you, give me a specific place that would be a reason to love right. New Orleans. A reason to love New Orleans? It's Turtle Bay. Yeah, you could put Turtle Bay. I mean, they do have cheap, convenient food. Do you have but big Bernie ass Mark beer? Is a big one. <laughs> I do have a oh big my ass god! Beer. Big ass beer is number one. On there. What's number one? What's the greatest reason? Oh, I don't, you, know, you can't do that. Is there a number? Is it when in someone order, writes a list it? of three hundred and then gives like four sentences for each three hundred? Yeah. Do you know how nerve wracking that is in the first place to do the list? The yeah. list was like by one hundred, by seventy-five. I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, man. Like it's got potholes and roaches okay. and mosquitoes and yellow <laughs> fever. If we and could come up with ten got, original ones that you haven't thought of, it would be a miracle. I've got mine. Okay, My absolute okay, number one. Yeah, what yeah. is it? There is no place else in the United States that people call you baby girl. Oh my baby God! Regular. No, 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 not baby, baby doll. Girl. Baby girl. And a real quick story. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I'm just kind of. Uh, hey, baby girl. All it's, right. it's, I'll give you a real Slank quick story, on. right? And please. After the storm, I never name her. She's a bitch. Um, I was in Dallas through multiple different cities, but I was in Dallas. Okay, I flew back home, um, and the airport was completely dead. I mean, there was, like, no one there. And I had my laptop, and I had my, you know, luggage and everything, and the guy pulls up in this Hertz um, van, older guy, and he opens the door. And I'll never forget, as long as I live, he looks at me and he goes, baby girl, put that down. I know. I mean, you laugh. I dropped to the curb and sobbed. Because you're a month, no one called me baby girl. Oh, okay. That's a good story. All right, that's convincing. he got out and we sat on the curb for at least an hour, holding hands, crying together. That's what... New Orleans is the people. There you go. So it's yeah, it's so being true. able to understand, uh, you know. In the matter of five okay, minutes. Okay, listen here. Wait up. We just have to wait up for one sec. So we have to, we've got two minutes to think about this while you play a song, Samantha. Okay. Okay. So we're going to come back after you play the song, and we're going to have complete this task for you. All right. Everyone's going to, around here is going to have thought of one. I got Graham's one. got one. Oliver's got one. Xerox Andrew's got okay. one too. All right, hold on to that thought. What are you going to play here? Scott? This next one's called, it's called A Thing Called Love. Uh, it's going to be on my next record that I'm recording at Music Shed, which is a great a studio down here in New Orleans. Another good reason. Music Shed. And yes, I see it's true from the way it shows. But darling, will you just hold me close? And with honesty, you know this love we have Something that I will never take for granted The light at the end of the tunnel shines Darling, where have you been all of my life? Oh, all of my life Soon you'll see, you mean the way to me, my darling, you're too good to be true, but how far would he chase me, this thing called love is not a race, but would you take this leap of fate, for this thing called love, it's worth the wait. And yes, I see it's true from the way it shows. Darling, will you oh, just hold me close? I'm grateful for the love we have, something that I will truly never take for granted. The light at the end of the tunnel shines. Darling, where have you been all of my life? Oh, all of my life. So you say, you mean the world to me, my darling. 
to be true But how far would it chase me? This thing called love is not a race But would you take this leap of faith? For this thing called love, it's worth the wait For this thing called love, it's worth the wait but how far would it chase me this thing called love is not a race but would you take this leap of fate for this thing called love it's worth the wait for this thing called love it's worth the wait the light at the end of the tunnel shines darling where have you been all of my life oh all of my life so you see you mean the world to me my darling you're too good to be true thank you oh my god Samantha Pearl. <laughs> Thanks. So first. I put in street performers for a, uh, a for yes. another reason to love New Orleans. What about just? I was thinking, what about just Samantha Pearl right there? Yeah. Well, Amen. Yeah. I mean, that gets very specific. Well, is it? Like, I mean, I, I could put Grant in here. I could put uh, Happy Hour in there. That's another good that's idea. Good well, that's on the internet, so that's not really that specific. But <laughs> that was a beautiful song. Thank you. Good job. No, nice. Thanks. Is it about somebody in particular? Um. I think it was, and then I wrote it when I found out I was going to Germany. Oh. Yeah, and it's... The light at the end of the tunnel is 8,000 bucks. <laughs> the light at the end of the tunnel is is me seeing my goals and dreams going overseas. Uh, so, yeah. I thought it was a person. <laughs> I thought awesome. it was going to be about a guy or a girl or a dog. It is. Uh, it's a mixture of both, because he is also a dream as well. Because it's a mixture of both. Because is it a love... non-existent person or an existent person? Uh, not at the moment. <laughs> So an idealized They're better that way. <laughs> yeah. Just letting you know. Yeah. Okay. That's a beautiful song. And what is the album going to be called before we move on here? Uh, it's going to be called A Thing Called Love. The whole album is going to be called A Thing yeah, Called Love. Yeah, and it's going okay. to have some jazz charts, too, to represent New Orleans. Um, I'm really excited. I have some amazing musicians that are going to be on it. Um, I'm still, still trying to figure out where I'm going to... Uh, I'm still trying to figure out if it's going to be uh, on vinyl only, but I'm thinking about doing vinyl and just online distribution. Mm, but I want to put idea. out a little seven-inch, and then where you can buy at least three of the special songs like that I want to put on there that are my own, and then have the rest on a digital purchase. But uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do CDs because CDs seem to be kind of like yeah, the middle. That's a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. I think it's a thing called love, not this thing a called thing love. Called a love. thing called love. Okay. Has anyone, have you Googled that? Has anyone used that? I'm or not sure. Don't worry, we'll look into it. It doesn't matter if you have, if they have it, because you can't copyright a title, right, Aaron? There's so many songs. You're supposed to know that. That's why she's not going to wander into that Sergeant area. Pepper. Don't, don't answer. Don't answer. Not yet, Aaron. I'm an actually a music lawyer, too. I've talked to him about stuff like this. Okay. Okay, so look, we've only got a few minutes, so we've got to get through. How many? We need another no, seven? We have, uh, yeah, we've got three okay. good ones in here. Aaron, have you got, what are the 300 reasons to love New Orleans? I'm, number I'm 297. Mm, I have one. Um, well, the one they are type, but um, Saints fans that meet the Saints at the airport in the freezing oh, cold and the rain after a loss. After, after, after ah, a loss. Okay. <laughs> after midnight. After midnight. What do you call those loss. people? Idiots? Rabbit I mean, fans. What do you call them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, let me tell you, I will come over this table and I will hit you. Sorry. Do you are you one of these people? Rabid. You're a yes. rabid fan. Yes. You'll oh. go to the airport. I've okay, been to the airport, so yeah. So she's. So what do you call yourself? Now. So she's trying to. Because I will it. use it if you call yourself. No, there's something. no group. It's just our, it's the the Saints fan base. Because if you call it right now, we'll put it in there. Rabbit fans. Saints fan base. Rabbit rabbits. R a b i d d s. Not rabbits. So you Rabbit go to fans. the airport after midnight to welcome the Saints back, even after they've lost. Yeah, especially I started. Okay. I did it first I in Chicago. To, I hate to bring this back to alcohol, but how much 
have you had to drink on that particular occasion? Oh, God. Well, we lost to the Bears. I was watching it at home. There's a good bit of alcohol involved. So you're pretty drunk yeah. by the time you get in the car to drive to the airport as well. No, I'm, but actually no. there was Let's the Let's hope the, the team drive. was drunk, too, for God's sake. Uh, well, no, they were drunk. Anyway. professional. But no, there was this gap, a large gap of time between the point that I said, after I started, after I stopped sobbing, that I said, I'm going to the airport. And so you're very serious um, about and, this. Oh, you rabid Saints mm, fan. Okay. And That's the so word. Rabbit. It is. Okay, rabbit so Saints fan. Okay, we, are we have rabid. to move right are, I want the t-shirt next year and okay. everything. It's going to be in Fierce. the book. It's okay. the Rabbids. C-Rock, do you have one over here? Yep. Let's go. Yeah, I got one. Uh... Every single gas station here has fried chicken, and it's yes. better than any oh, fried yeah. chicken at restaurants. Oh, it's it's called Golden Flake. What is it? Yeah, they got crispy, crunchy chicken. They got yard bird, and then yeah, they have brothers too. And it's like, what is going on? Why is the best fried chicken I've had in my life coming from a gas station mini mart? And it's gas station fried chicken. Flour. Okay, Absolutely. very good. You're right on on that. Absolutely. Paul Boy's fried one? chicken and egg rolls. Fried chicken, egg rolls. What? Fried chicken and egg rolls. You have to talk into a microphone. I'm yeah, we know we have to go cups. Don't worry. No, you can walk down with, if you're not in the French Quarter, you can have an actual glass of wine on the street in New Orleans. That's how I can vote. More alcohol. You know, people, people always say, I'm Graham a lawyer, to know. so you understand that we don't have anti open container laws. <laughs> I mean, they just never got around to passing a law saying don't do it. No, that. when you go vote in my precinct, everybody for the most part has a rocks glass. <laughs> Either the Mignon Paget Oliver, or, you, got you know, one? Waterford. Oliver doesn't have one, okay? I think voting and drinking are probably Asher, have a you good got one? thing these Asher, days. Oh, dear God. Facebook thing? <laughs> are we all from Facebook? That's another 17 hours. <laughs> Phone crapped out? Oh, no. Allison, you, you do you have a reason well, to love New Orleans? One of the 300, you've got one second to come up with. Voodoo Spirit. Got voodoo in there. You got voodoo? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, honey, that's called red wine. Gumbo Zerps on Holy Thursday. Gumbo. Gumbo Zerps on Holy Thursday. Gumbo Zerps on Holy Thursday. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's um, very yeah. specific. That's very specific. Leah Chase. Chase is, yeah. and, and oh. If you don't have Leah Chase on the wow. list, you just I need have her Chase anyway. Chase on there, of course. Yeah, She's right. on there, but I okay. like oh, her. Oh, and Holy we Thursday. never have to sacrifice what through about? Lent. I mean, really. What about Lausa's by the track I mean, during The rest jazz of the nation is like, oh, my God, it's Friday. I can't eat meat. And we're like, well, I can have, like, you know, Galactic at Tipitina's on Lundy Girl. Boy. <laughs> Anything. You're getting pretty good at this. That's because I, I know Girl? this city, baby. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Zulu meets Rex on the riverfront on Oh, Lundy yeah. I've never, done, I've never done that before. What is Galactic? Galactic plays at Tipitina's on Lundy Gras every year. That's super awesome. awesome. That's really inside. So this is why you need a certain yeah. demographic to help yeah, this out right. a little bit. I feel like this is the one city in the country where you could be a full-time musician as an independent musician. Hey, what about that right there? That's what that's I'm grateful for. That's a pretty long, you know, kind that's of... a run-on sentence, but... but how many people do we want to know that for the ones that are making a living? Well, they all we'll know keep it quiet now. Me, I think this is the city where if you're going to make money, it might be that you are a musician. Okay, so we've got to the what end What about the, the Napoleons we... at Bricados? You ever I got eaten that. those? Those Done are the Bricados. Bricados is on there. No, it's Bricados. Well, whatever. Bricados. You have St. Joseph's. You have St. Joseph's Day on, on that list? St. Joseph's Altars? St. Joseph Altars I know, is good, right? but do we only do them? That's I've never heard of that anywhere in the world except here. Maybe that's another You got country. Super Sunday, right? Uh, absolutely. Oh, uh, yes. That's coming up. Isn't that this Sunday, by the way? This Sunday? Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay, listen, everybody. We've got to get the hell got out it. of here. We're moving go. on. Oh, I have one more thing. Yes. What? Glitter Aaron. is always in season. <laughs> yes. And you should never date a man that a does not like your glitter. Trainer. He does Bingo, not deserve baby. you. Exactly. Glitter. Okay. A perfect night trainer. Well, not do. Okay, you all. That is the end of Happy Hour for this, this is week. awesome. Love you. Thank you so much Thank for coming you, on the show. Erin Casey Hangartner. You can find out more about her by going to our website. It's neworleans.com. Morgan Moltroth has been here as well. We have information about him on our website. And the fabulous Samantha Pearl, who's going to Germany, but is coming back. And now, look, thank God they have paper on the tablecloth here. For the tablecloth here. That's Happy Hour. Thank you yeah, so much for joining you. us. Yeah. Hey, Samantha, you want to play anything in the background, or should we just go with our theme? You want to play? Okay. Hey, the producer of our show is Graham DePondi, who brings their own hip flask to a bar. <laughs> you don't get much more New Orleans than that. Our associate producers are Alison Moon you. and April Solf. Christian Unruh is our music director. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Asher Griffith is our Facebook Live feed director. And Andrew Searock Searock is our fact checker and social media connector. Our theme music was written by and was originally being played by Mitch Foreman at the beginning of the show, but now it's currently being played by the fabulous Samantha Pearl. If you'd like to be on our show and you can 
sit around a table and either drink alcohol or not for about an hour, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com. We can also find a lot of other shows we make here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker, and our award-winning podcast about death called Death the Podcast, which was named one of the top 40 podcasts in America in 2017, which was only last year, by the way. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Alison Moon. If you listen to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. If you've got a moment, take it to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in New Orleans, where they have a three-hour happy hour here every day and a great brunch on the weekends. Happy Hour is a production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Andrew Duhon will be back here next week. If you're looking for him in the meantime, go to andrewduhon.com. I believe he's playing in London this week, if you happen to be over there. So thanks for joining us. I'm going to be gone next week. Andrew Ward is sitting in for me and running the show. Do you know Andrew Ward? He is awesome. That's going to be a great show next week. So join Andrew here for that. I'll be back the week after for more Happy Hour. See you back here then. And thank you again to Samantha Pearl. Thank you.